Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50% to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Yes, welcome to episode 111 of the NBA panel. I'm your host, John Weatherspoon, with the panel members people data with all things NBA. The NBA standings are starting to shake out. The West is the West, of course. We have the top nine seeds only separated by like two and a half games, which is ridiculous. And today we're going to be joined by NBA newsbreaker Brandon Scooby Robinson. What's going on, Brandon? What's going on, man? Good, good to talk to you and happy Saturday. You too, you too. I said, man, this NBA season is shaking up. I mean, it's a lot of teams that's not performing that we all thought they would, like the Celtics. Are the Celtics, they're like in the thick of the East right now because they're implementing all those players back. They have Gordon coming back. They have Kyrie coming back. Trying to implement that with Tatum and Brown. But I know Brad Stevens going to get that together. Yeah, I think the Celtics will, man. I think it's still very early. When you look at the NBA standards right now, um, many people in the Western Conference were just going to jump out the building. Uh, and, and I think in the Western Conference, you're seeing teams that you didn't think would, would kind of uh, hell. Uh, you look at the, the Clippers who are sitting at 15-6 and six, uh, in first place in the NBA's Western Conference, and then the Nuggets, uh, who I you know, said early in the season would be a top-five team, right. are, are, are doing what they need to do. But then... You know, you look at the NBA's Eastern Conference, and you know you got the Bucks and the and, and the Raptors sitting in the top two spots with the Raptors nineteen and four, and the Bucks fifteen and six. But um, you know, you look at just some of the other teams uh, that are ahead of the Boston Celtics and the, and, and the Pistons and the Pacers, and you know, the first almost a little bit over twenty games in the season. Um, I think that uh, teams that you never thought would be there are, are, are there, including the, the, the Charlotte Hornets beyond the playoff. Uh, Kimball Walker, who has been uh, playing phenomenal. Great. Oh, yes, uh, yes. This NBA All-Star game is in Charlotte because uh, it looks like his name is on there as a potential uh, starting point guard in Charlotte. Yeah, like you said, the East is a, the East is really some of the teams, like you said, don't expect to be where they are. Like the Sixers, Joel, Joel Embiid has been balling out lately. He's been putting on monster double-doubles. They're they're one of the teams that people think were to come out of the East, but like I said, the Raptors are there, and Kawhi Leonard's on a mission. So we're gonna see how this shakes out. <laughs> For sure, 
show, my man. So, Brandon, can you get us caught up in your career? How you got to this point? Um, well, if you guys are listening, uh, I am Brandon Scoopy Robinson. Uh, make sure to follow me on Twitter at Scoop B, Instagram Scoop underscore B, uh, Snapchat too, Scoop underscore B, subscribe to Scoopy Radio Podcast. Uh, well, this year alone, uh, Scoopy Radio has 2.5 uh, million streams, uh, which is available at ScoopyRadio.com as well as Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, Tune in F Stitch app. And, you know, Scoopy Radio has been uh, groundbreaking and having uh, top guests. And here from the voice of Siri, DJ Khaled, Mark Cuban, uh, and more. Uh, but, you know, my foundations in journalism kind of started as a 12 year old kid. I had a radio show with the Nets when I was 12. Uh, and it's called Net Slamming Planet, hosted with Albert King, uh, Evan Roberts, and Roberts, who is a personality uh, in New York uh, on WFAN, uh, Sports Radio 66, WFAN in New York. Uh, we both called to the show as kids uh, and kind of propelled from there. Uh, Net Slamming Planet was featured on NBA Inside Stuff, Lamar Rashad, and more. Uh, so it's kind of cool listening to the intro to your show here in the NBA and NBC theme. Um, I remember as a kid being in the locker room. Uh, when Stephen A. Smith was at the Inquirer covering, uh, you know, Allen Iverson, Jim Jackson, right. and those other guys. And I remember when Chris Broussard, you know, was covered the Nets and the Knicks in the New York Times. I saw that as a kid. So to see their progression, as I'm growing myself, um, it's been great. You know, in between there, high school with the college. And, um, you know, I've had stops at the Source Magazine, CBS uh, Sports, and uh, Spec Magazine, and a multitude of other places. But, you know, currently Scoopy Radio. Uh, it's the bread and butter, as well as this, I'm a senior writer, uh, Basketball Society Online, and a contributor to Heavy.com. So, you know, definitely been uh, moving and grooving, and uh, 2018 has been kind to me as it has been to you. Definitely, definitely. Yeah, and you're known for breaking some big stories. Do you remember the biggest stories you were booking thus far? Because I know you got more in the works. <laughs> um, Biggest story. Mm, honestly, I mean, if you talk about 2018, um, had the story about Mar- Markel Fultz and the motorcycle. Uh, yeah. Ago. Uh, and had that. Um, in addition to that, I did uh, report that LeBron James was supposed to use a trailer uh, for Space Jam to announce his Lakers uh, decision. That kind of got moved right. because I broke it and it was insider knowledge. Uh, and, and I know that to be true because uh, a couple days, well, actually a month after, uh, somebody in that know told me that they spoke to LeBron James' business partner and they told him that uh, they were friends with me. They said, I got to watch you. You know him, he's, he's telling all our <laughs> business. So, um, 2018 has been a good year, but then, I mean, it, it's, aside from that good conversation, like, I remember a time when I was at CBS, uh, an NBA player, former Sixers, told me the story about how um, Michael Jordan uh, scored 48 points at Jerry Stackhouse. Um, while singing, Anita Baker's giving you the best that I got. <laughs> That's crazy. <laughs> and I mean, it made his rounds. Jamel and, and, and Michael Smith talked about it when they were on um, his and hers on ESPN. It was on Sports Nation. Hit a couple blogs, uh, you know, Complex and a myriad of other places. So, I mean, as much as breaking news is, you know, what everybody wants, I like the long... I like the long form. I like the, the home cooked meal. Everything doesn't have to be fast food all the time. Right. Um, so, you know, stories like that, um, stories of how, uh, you know, Sonny Vicaro told me about the time that if those who are listening, Sonny Vicaro um, is the longtime Nike executive. Um, he told me a story about how he called Michael Jordan delusional. And uh, they tell me that Michael Jordan in, in that in a sentence and people are talking up 
physical crazy. Um, so that was crazy. And then, you know, I had former Lakers, Samaki Walker. I uh, tell you about the time um, that Kobe Bryant sucker punched him over $100 uh, that he owed him. And, uh, you know, Phil Jackson and Shaq had to kind of, uh, Shaq's bodyguard had to kind of uh, play middleman and stop the whole situation. Uncle Jerome was Shaq's bodyguard. And uh, it just, it, a lot of stories that the people, you know, here in the 90s or the 2000s or want to know, um, I've, I've been able to get that out of certain players, not forcing it, but they want right. to tell that story. Yeah, that's what being in media is about. You get the story, you put it out there. And we're, we've been connected, we've been connected essentially through through the big three because we connected through the big three because the NBA panel covered the big threes on a conference call. And that's how you came across the NBA yeah. panel. <laughs> that's crazy. Set a small world, man. <laughs> hey, man, you, you, you being modest, tell that story for those who don't know. Okay, the NBA panel covered the big three conference call this past season. And I was able to ask Ice Cube about Kobe Bryant coming over to the big three and he answered and a few seconds later all I noticed is Kobe Bryant maybe coming to the big three it's, it was all over it just broke everywhere but yet I didn't get credit for the question I answered it's, it's on a big three transcript though but it just flew from there it just flew from there then Brandon picked it up and ran with it listen man I was Ricky Waters and Deion Sanders in one <laughs> I was going I was going, but I but I, I want to give credit where credit is due. Thanks for throwing me the alley oop. Um, Jeff Quantin, uh, the co-founder of the Big Three, answered it that a source told him um, that Kobe Bryant was joining the Big Three uh, next season, and people thought I was lying. They called me fake news, but you know, it, the power of Twitter, man. Twitter is a dangerous thing if you know how to use it right. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. Maybe Twitter is not a joke at all. <laughs> no. Yeah, the big three is growing, and hopefully, oh, they're going to get more players there this year anyway. But the first two years of this league has been very successful, and Amy Penn has been able to cover it since its beginning. Covered it when it came to Philadelphia the first time. And like I say, we covered it the championship game in New, in New York and Brooklyn. Mm-hmm. Any words of any of yeah. players you think may come, maybe coming out that we don't know of yet? No, I don't know of anything currently. I mean, the, the biggest splash so far. Uh, the victory is made in the offseason is definitely uh, Lamar Odom. Yes, um, definitely. Who, you know, we'll, we'll be playing, and I think that's a redemption story, if anything, uh, for the one time at LA Lakers champion. But, um, you know, you look at the big three right now, and I think that out of the next couple years, it's going to be interesting to see what they do. You know, will they continue, particularly because, you know, you look at the Olympics, and 3 after basketball is going to be standard now. Yeah. So it's like, you know, they were cutting edge and in, in, in doing that process. But, you know, the big three is great. Um, but it's, there's some other underlying things, you know, on the business side that I hope that they rectify. So, you know, I hope that it continues. I hope that Ice Cube and Jeff Finance are successful. But I also do think that they have something bigger up their sleeve for their individual brands. And, you know, Ice Cube is, you know, everybody, everything is 90s nostalgia right now. So Ice Cube is able to, to rap. Um, right. able to have LL Cool J as his. Jack Nicholson of the big three, if you will. And at the same time, um, you know, I'm sure Jeff Quadrance and, and Amy Trask had some right. other uh, endeavors that they really wanted to, to, to branch out on as well. Yeah, speaking of Amy, Amy Amy's very outspoken. <laughs> very outspoken. Sure. Very, very. Sure. One move that... I like Amy a lot. Yeah, I do too. It was President Carpenter when I was over, <laughs> over there at the home game. One move, one move I wanted to talk to you about that um, LeBron's move to L.A. was very calculated. It was also 
we, 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 a lot of people could see us coming, but it was just when it happened, it just broke the internet like crazy. I mean, he made this move potentially for it was long term move. He signed his first basically long term contract in years. He signed up for the long haul with a four year contract, which essentially take him into when the sun comes into the league within four to five years, hopefully. And the way he's growing, that looks like a big possibility for it to happen. For sure, for sure, man. Um, LeBron's moves signed a four-year deal, three years. Uh, there's an opt-out after the third year. Um, you look at that situation um, with LeBron and what he's been able to do, taking these shorter-term deals rather than long-term deals, I think it's smart. I think the move to L.A. was a combination of both basketball um, as well as you know, the movie side. So you see all these movies coming out. He has a whole, he's had a whole rollout. Uh, I mentioned the Space Jam situation. Um, you know, he's had other, um, other, other intellectual property that he'll be funneling through. And, you know, he's able to use, you know, the state of California tax credit uh, for people making movies instead of people making movies in New York, people making movies in, in Georgia, making movies in other places. He can use the state of California and the world as his oyster, so to speak. Um, but I think, you know, when you look at that situation there, it's great. Uh, you also look at the fact that his son um, has the opportunity to mix and mingle with some of the other uh, ball players' kids. Uh, Kelly Tippins' uh, son plays basketball out there. Um, You've you got Kenyon Martin Jr. who plays basketball out there. Right. And, you know, even the relationship with, you know, Shaq's son, Sharif. Uh, oldest son Sharif, who's now UCLA. Right. Um, you know, the, all of those different schools are there, and I believe Shaq Sun chose the Crossroads School, uh, Crossroads High School. Uh, some big names have come out of the Crossroads High School. Uh, on the journalistic side, Jay Adade is an alum of Crossroads High School. Then you have Barry Davis, who's an alum of Crossroads High School. Shaq Sun Sharif, an alum of Crossroads High School. So you have that. Um, but you know, you, you have the, you have Calabasas, and you have the city of Los Angeles as the world is your oyster. And um, he's in a good situation, not just for basketball, but for networking. And um, you know, they're all from Northeast Ohio, but yeah. they're blending and mixing in well with that whole LA market. LA is the wave, and uh, California at large is the wave. You also have the Golden State Warriors with uh, you know, Kevin Durant and, and Steph Curry, a thirty-minute play, private plane right away from Los Angeles, and you know, comparatively, but. So as it relates to the city of Los Angeles, I definitely think that LeBron, LeBron's sons and daughter and wife have, have networked well. Uh, right. It's been a, definitely a blend of basketball, business moves, and, and, and strategy. So, I, I, and, and they're looking to bring Los Angeles a championship. So it, it'll be interesting to see what happens over the next few years. Yeah. To answer your question about LeBron partnering with his son, I mean, I've heard rumblings. He, I've, I've not said this to you, but, you know, three years, in L, or I've not said this publicly, but I've heard um, you know, three years in Los Angeles, three to four years in Los Angeles. How great of a storybook ending would it be for LeBron uh, to return back to Cleveland and give it one more try? And, you know, potentially some way, find a way that tips to play with his son. It would be very Billy, Billy Ripken-like, very right. King Griffey Jr.-like. Uh, and I say Billy Ripken as well as Billy Ripken, Cal Ripken, and Cal Ripken Sr. Uh, very King Griffey and King Griffey Jr.-like. You know, it would be great for basketball. You don't see stuff like that in the NBA. Yeah, you're right. And the, the way the Cavs are right now, they'll be set up to get LeBron's son with a top three, top, top four pick in three to four years because <laughs> they're mm-hmm. one man left. That's the greatest of LeBron. MVP discussion, he hasn't won in five years. But you talk about most valuable player, look at what this man does. One, He left, he took that team they had, he took to the finals last year. The same team. He left, now they're like four and 15. It's crazy. That It's crazy, man. Mm-hmm. And, LeBron, sure. 
And LeBron, and LeBron is, like you said, he's very business-minded. Since his lifetime deal in 2015 with Nike up until his early investment with Beats, with, um, with Beats headphones in 2008, so he's very business-minded. He's a very smart and talented man. It's crazy, man. Yep. I'm with you on that, brother. And over the, the MVP race is heating up also. Current leaders, this can go in any order. We have Giannis... Giannis is balling over there. We have Harden, Kevin Durant. We just spoke of LeBron, Joel Embiid. I think LeBron. I think LeBron's best chance to win MVP this year will be if they take the if he take the player the Lakers to the playoffs, which I believe they want to do. It's going to be a dog fight. It's not. In, he's not in the East, so every game you can't take off because you know in the West half a game can cost you an A spot. We saw that last year with the Denver Nuggets team missed the playoffs by one game because it took a couple games off early in the season. But LeBron hasn't, like I said, he hasn't won the MVP in five years. The Lakers, hasn't been to the, Lakers have not been to the playoffs in five years. So I think that might be enough to push him through if he, if he take them and they get like a second seed. Not second seed. If they get the second round, I'm sorry. If they make the second round, I think that solidify him making the um, MVP race. What's your take on? Yeah, I think it'll be It'll, it'll definitely be a situation um, where uh, LeBron is, a, is an MVP candidate. I, I've also gone on record and said, you know, Giannis Antetokounmpo of the Milwaukee Bucks is also another MVP candidate. I think that both he and the Bucks realized their worth uh, last season. Uh, and although they didn't make it uh, to the tough finals, um, they, they made some noise. And I think, you know, obviously Mike Budenholzer uh, inheriting uh, a team that has the Greek Freak and others uh, on this team as well, John Henson. Uh, Matthew Dellavedova, uh, and some of the and Chris Middleton, and, and guys of, of, of that stature. Um, I do think that, that and they they also signed uh, Brook Lopez in the offseason. I thought that was a steal uh, for them. Um, and I think that when you look at uh, LeBron James, guy that came to LA, a little bit over twenty games, has had to fill the situation out, grow, adapt, bring his family, all of those things. Um, you look at that situation in, in Los Angeles, he's definitely MVP candidate. I, I did think at one point that Kyrie Irving would be in that conversation. It's still very early, but right. uh, when you talk about impact on a team, man, LeBron and Giannis have to tumble are, are surely there. Yes, they are. And Kevin Walker. Kevin Walker's there still. Yeah, he's on the he's on the he's on the um the Hornets. They don't really get that much recognition. Which they should though. They exactly. should. They should. But one player hard exactly. Harden, I don't think Harden's going to be like a serious contender this year for the MVP because as a team, the Rockets they got rid of Carmelo Anthony and they still they're still losing. Like, I don't think Carmelo was a problem. He was he was an issue because of the way his game is. He's like a ball stopper, but he still can get you. I believe a good twelve and the way he. I love I love when Carmelo gets a rebound. We all know what he does when he <laughs> when he grabs a rebound or when he yells and everything. I'm th- I think he's still good for good. Maybe not even twelve, good fifteen and eight a game. But I mean, I think he's still good mm-hmm. for good. A couple of clutch buckets. But I think the, mm-hmm. the problem with the problem with the Rockets, I believe, is more than the internal because they still have high priced Harden and CP3. They're the highest paid players on the roster. The team and they're top heavy. So when those players go down, you're going to struggle. And Hart has been hurt lately. I'm sorry. I mean, CB3 has been hurt lately with a hamstring. He came back last night, played a few minutes, but he's still going to be on on um minutes restriction for a couple ne- couple next games. But I think the problem wasn't wasn't Carmelo. I think the problem was that somebody had to be a fall guy, and uh, Carmelo fit that narrative. 
that doesn't mean that it was him. I think when you look at the situation with the Houston Rockets, um, it, it kind of went back to the decisions that they made in the offseason. You know, you, you you let Trevor Reza walk. You Bob Monte, you know, was was out. You had Ryan Anderson traded. Um, it, it it it's a lot of different things and a lot of different uh, a lot of different um, scenarios. And it, you know, he was the fall guy. In addition to that, there was a there was a uh, fight at the beginning of the season with the Lakers. I think we just lost contact with Brandon. We're getting right back in the second. Yeah, he was talking about the Rockets. There, um, I don't think Carmelo Anthony wasn't a, wasn't a problem, like he said. Right now, they're 10, 10 and 11 and 12th in the West. And, I mean, like I said, Carmelo can still score the ball at will. Another player on the MVP race is Kevin Durant. Right now, he has the um, – oh, I think Brandon's back with us. Hey, hey. Hey. <clears throat> Sorry about that. We were That's talking cool. about Carmelo. I think he was a fall guy. And I think at the end of the day, um, he took the heat for it. And, you know, people that I've spoken with uh, have said that the Sixers have some interest. But I think that also another team that you should want to pay attention to um, is surely the Portland Trailblazers, uh, a, a team that could use its services, particularly because, you know, they over the last week, week and a half, they've gone from, a, what, about a one seed to, to maybe an eight seed or seven seed. Yeah, uh, they could use his veteran leadership scoring. Hey, Nike is in Portland as well, so there's opportunities there for him to shine. Yeah, right now Portland is, is yet yeah, to um, seven seed. Right. So one player that's going to get a lot of talk. He's been going off lately. Kevin Durant. Oh my God, yo, that game he just played <laughs> against Toronto. <laughs> that thrill, those plus threes he hit reminded me of the twenties, of the um last two NBA Finals. We hit those plus threes to basically seal the NBA championship for the Warriors. He's arguably the second best player on the planet. Like we talk about Kevin Durant a lot on this show because we talk about the Warriors. But I believe Kevin Durant's going to get serious consideration. But I don't think he's going to win it because of the players he have around him. I mean, you, they were, we all know they went out and got DeMarcus Cousins. That's going to add to the ferocity they have. He's essentially surrounded by the big, the, one of the greatest backcourts in NBA history with Seth Curry and Clay Thompson, who can drop 50 points any game apiece, which is ridiculous. They have three players that can get you 50 points a game, which is ridiculous. Any game, one of those three can go off, which is ridiculous. <laughs> and they're the first team with three players to give you 50 points a game six. I believe it was the 61-62 Lakers. That's how deep this team is. It's ridiculous. And the Marcus Cousins come back, it's even. He's 80% of the player that he was. I don't see how – I said before this team could run the table if they wanted to once they get, once they get fully healthy again. I mean, Draymond Green has had an injury with his toe. He's been out a few games. That's also helped to um, – I'm sorry, caused the team to go 5-11 and 11 over the last 11 games, 5-6 and six over the last 11 games. So, I mean, but once they get full healthy and full strength, this team is going to be an issue as everyone predicted them to be. Yeah, I think that the Warriors are in a situation where, you know, first 20 games of the season uh, have been up and down. You know, with uh, Steph Curry being hurt, uh, arguments between Draymond and, and, and Kevin Durant in the locker room, but here's the thing, they're still the champs and winners know how to figure things out. So I, I still think that there's a lot of basketball left to be played. 
And um, I, I think they'll figure it out. You know, I think they will figure it out this season, and and we'll see what happens as the season goes along. But it starts tonight uh, with with uh, Steph Curry coming back, and then you know you got to look at the health of uh, Draymond Green and his big toe, you know, with an issue. Or, and, and I think you know moving forward, uh, I think they'll 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 find a way to figure it out. And I think that um, you know, but I also do think that the NBA's Western Conference is different. Uh, I think that the Houston Rockets. Expose the Warriors in certain ways. People figured out how to play them. You have a strong defensive team. Um, I, I think you have a chance to go toe to toe with the Golden State Warriors. Yeah, they did expose them last year. They were a CP3 injury away, essentially from upsetting them and going to the NBA Finals, <laughs> which was ridiculous. It's crazy. Mm-hmm. And they have one player. Steph Curry is like the. They have a whole starting lineup of all-stars, but one player, Steph Curry is the most important player because without him, like a totally different team. They have Clay, they have Kevin Durant. I mean, he can lead the team. It's like they're just totally different without Steph Curry. Like Steph Curry is the engine behind all these other players because he exposes the defense. He exposes the defense so, so much and puts so much pressure on the defense at the same time because you can't game plan for all those players, which is ridiculous. And Kevin Durant, he just gets any shot that he wants. And that's been that's been that's been done over the last few years, been shown by him, which is ridiculous. Yeah. Kevin Durant definitely you saw him showcase that that ability to create his own shot and get any shot he wants in Thursday's matchup with the Toronto Raptors. Um, fifty plus points. Uh he and Kawhi Leonard went toe to toe, but you know, Kawhi and the Raptors got got the win, man. And I think that when you look at that situation with Toronto Golden State, don't be surprised if that's a potential preview for an NBA Finals matchup uh, come uh, June. You know, as much as early in the season, uh, Toronto has been playing well. Uh, many people have said Toronto had the advantage of LeBron James being gone from the NBA's Eastern Conference. I mean, those right. guys are legitimately tough. You know, Serge Ibaka can find a way to, to channel his old Serge Ibaka in, in, in Oklahoma City defensively. Uh, and that takes so many fall-away threes. I mean, even if you're able to find that balance. I mean, Dirk Nowitzki found that balance in 2006 where he was able to play an inside-outside game more on the offensive end than the defensive end. But if Serge Ibaka finds a way to to, to to cover your best three, four, or five, still get you some points in, in the paint, uh, and still get you a couple fall-away threes as well, they're in good position. You know you you, you, you know what you get out of Jonas Valanciunas. You know what you get out of... I think one of the biggest, the best additions to the, to the Toronto Raptors was adding Danny Green in that trade for, for Kawhi Leonard. But when you look at that situation, that game with with uh, Golden State and Toronto, imagine if, if Golden State had Draymond. Imagine if Golden State had Steph. Um, yeah, it would have been more of a competitive matchup. Um, that being said, I, I also do think that um, Golden State. Um, I mean, the fact that that they were able to go toe to toe with the Toronto Raptors team last night, and Kevin Durant showed you what it was what he was about. It reminds me so much of uh, last year when Steph Curry was out. You have these series in, in, in parts of the season where Steph is out and you see KD uh, become a leader of that team in, in a scoring way and vocal way. Uh, but you also see Draymond out. Um, but you've also seen Klay Thompson assert himself a lot. Uh, and then you, you, you've seen other guys uh, on that roster uh, step it up. You know what Sean Livingston brings to the table. Right. Um, you, you know what some of those other guys bring to the table. But um, I really, really, really was impressed uh, with how uh, um, Kevin Durant handled that situation. 
Uh, and you also have DeMarcus Cousins who's out. Uh, that'll be interesting. And I also was impressed with how Andre Iguodala uh, led that offense uh, Thursday night. Jonas Jerebko, you saw him uh, hit some key shots um, throughout uh, that game on Thursday night. So uh, I definitely think that you're you're seeing role guys finding their roles early in the season. Right. The Warriors are still a champ, and to be the champ, you got to beat the champ. Yeah, and again, they're getting also adding to the record. They're getting everyone's best shot every night. Everyone wants to try and beat this juggernaut. <laughs> Yeah, the Marcus yeah, Marcus sure. Cousins comes back healthy. Uh, they're going to be a problem, man. Career twenty one point score. We all know how dominant the Marcus Cousins could be. He plays bully ball. I mean, he just backs his way down, and <laughs> as Shaq says, his barbecue chicken down there. And he has element that Golden State hasn't had in the past. They haven't had a really dominant player. I mean, they won with Looney. They won with Jamel McGee. Essentially, they're about to upgrade to another All Star at the center position. Which is ridiculous. Like, so you can't double team Demarcus Cousins because we all know who he has around him. It's, it's, this team's going to be something special when he gets back. Something special. Mm-hmm. <laughs> For sure. And the Cavs they traded Kyle Corver over well last over the last couple of days, and he checked into the game last night and went straight to work. <laughs> like he doesn't take a night off. The Cavs. Like check one two one two. Yes, sir. The Cavs. I think they're trying to get Zion. I think that he's on their radar right now. But, I mean, they have a couple of players they can pick from Duke. I mean, Coach K over there, Coach K has an essential. He has three players that can go in the top five, Zion, Cam Reddish, and R.J. Barrett. Any one of those players can go one, two, and three, depending on who's who gets one, two, and three. That won't be decided until this past, this upcoming offseason. But I think, I think Zion is on the Cavs' radar. What's your take on that? Well, as much as the Cavs are looked at to be the first seed, uh, so maybe the Mock Drafts had the Phoenix Suns uh, as the first pick or having the first pick in the in 2019 NBA draft uh, and project Zion Williamson going uh, to, to Phoenix. So, And then R.J. Barrett going second to Cleveland and the Hawks with the third pick with, with Karen, Karen Reddish. So, um, we have to we have to keep paying attention to that. Um, you know, I think Zion Williamson is. I think Cleveland is looking for something to cheer for, particularly because you know Zion Williamson is six six, uh, two eighty, uh, as a tank freshman, uh, power forward position, but you know can obviously play two, three, four <laughs> if they want to go small, maybe five, but mostly three, four. Right. I think that I think that Zion Williamson has impressed early in the season. The thing is, you know, we were seeing Zion Williamson do his thing since high school, you know, uh, and I think that uh, many people are just starting to really pay attention to to his prowess and what he can do. But yeah, man, I think Zion Williamson coming to Cleveland would be something to cheer about for sure. I mean, bro, there were people making um, making um, NBA 2K simulation videos with Zion Williamson playing for Cleveland. I mean, that's how bad Cleveland wants him, but. Um, I, I definitely like his game. I definitely like the product that Coach K Duke, Duke University has on the floor. We'll see what they do in the tournament, but definitely a special talent in Zion Williamson. Still early in the season, still early in the, in, in right. the NCAA uh, bracket or NCAA right. season as well. But yeah, man, Duke is Duke is a special team this year with the, with those guys they have on the team. Yeah, a lot of people tell some kind of way that they lost to Gonzaga, but they are remember these are eighteen, nineteen year old kids. Like we have grown men beating up these kids on the internet and like calling them names. They're just they're still they're still learning and growing. A lot of people forget that these are just kids in the NCAA, especially come tournament time. 
You gotta remember that these are just kids, <laughs> just kids. Because March Madness gets crazy. A team loses, they just it's crazy. For sure. Crazy. Love that. Love college basketball in March, man. I'm looking forward to the new year and uh, you know, the NBA uh excuse me, the NBA uh, all star weekend coming up soon. You got the Madness coming up following that. Uh, you know, you got the tournament coming up March, April, and a lot of things to be careful going into the springtime, man. And this is, you know, the, the winter time going into Christmas, Thanksgiving, Christmas is definitely that. Definitely, definitely. One thing I wanted to ask you: um, You think you're gonna make an appearance at this year's upcoming um, NBA Hall of Fame induction? Um, I thought about it actually. I know that's your lane, man. You asked Tracy McGrady a question about J.R. Smith. And uh, you got the internet buzzing. Shout outs and kudos to you, man. I've never been to the to the Hall of Fame. Uh, Springfield is where it's at. Peach Basket Road, man. But uh, I, I definitely want to uh, I want to uh, come through just because of the basketball um, fan I am, as well as the person who covers it. I, I was a fan first as a kid, and you know, and, and had the relationships, and uh, you know, transferred over to something I love, my career. So uh, it's definitely something I'll consider. Uh, because I think that now you're seeing your childhood being inducted into these uh, Hall of Fame uh, right. situations. So you know, you, you know, this this year you, you saw Grant Hill, um, you saw Jason Kidd, and you know, 2016 you saw uh, Allen Iverson and, and Shaq. So it's like, man, like those guys that you grew up watching, um, they're going in the hall. So that means you and I are getting younger and they're getting older. <laughs> right. <laughs> Yeah, I'm gonna ask because this year we ha- this is gonna be one of the biggest classes ever. And since you have Kobe Bryant, Kevin Garnett, and Tim Duncan going in at the same time, this this upcoming class is going to be crazy. I cannot wait. I can't wait for this one. I can't wait for this one. This is going to be so packed. It's going to be crazy. Gonna be special. Definitely. And one coach that was able to um. Coach Tim Duncan, where Popovich uh, spoke on today's game of basketball, he said it's not any fun anymore because a lot, of, a lot of people shooting threes is getting boring. I mean, the players that he's brought up with him, with Tim Duncan, the Admiral, they play basically inside out. I mean, today's game, we have like Kevin Durant, a positions player, come down court, shoot a three. We have the Marcus Cousins shooting threes when he was healthy. <laughs> the game has evolved. I like the game. I mean, the game has sped up so much more. I like. I like the. I love the NBA so much. I like the way it is now because it's not like bogged down, and the game's got a lot faster. Yeah, I mean, Greg Popovich is definitely old school uh, in his thinking, and um, it's not a bad thing. You know, you need an old school soldier to regulate. Um, People sometimes you just don't want to be so old school that you that you you downplay the youth. Uh, last I checked, the youth are still very undefeated. And uh, Greg Popovich is the modern day Phil Jackson, uh, the modern day Red Auerbach. Uh, my sister, I use this analogy all the time. My sister's twenty two. She's her generation, or rather, Greg Popovich is her age group and her generation's Phil Jackson. Uh, just like Phil Jackson uh, was my my era's uh, guy. And Red Auerbach was you know the generation before. Their guy. So, you know, I, I look at that situation with um, what Phil Jackson, or excuse me, uh, with, with Greg Popovich said. Um, he has the right to speak. He's earned the right to speak. And, uh, you know, I, I also do think that in the NBA, uh, the Warriors is both a blessing and a curse because from a stylistic basketball perspective, right. you see a lot of kids, 
you know, you play pickup games now. You know, I still run in the YMCA, and you see a lot of kids. You, you play with teenagers and 20-year-olds for court basketball, and it's like you're running on the break to play defense, and they're stopping at the three-point line, pulling up for three. It's like, like I wasted all this energy to, to, to get back on D, and you ain't even trying to get to the basket. You're just trying, you're try, trying to set the three. And, you know, I watched that game last night, that, or rather Thursday night, with Clay Thompson and in a fast break. He just pulled up for three and made it. And I wonder, you know, what Steve Kerr would think if he missed it. He might, he might be mad, but the multiple all-stars, so he may not. But I think that, you know, as much as the Warriors do take a lot of threes, they're also – I'll live with the fact that they play good defense. You know, as much as they pull up for three and most of the time make it, the defense is on point. You know, I, I still subscribe to the theory that, you know, defense uh, wins championship, oh, championships, excuse me, offense wins games. Right. And I think in a situation uh, with, with, with the Warriors, uh, they set a precedent uh, as far as, um, you know, teams wanting to, to take a ton of threes. Like I think now, if you're an NBA team, you're building your team to compete with the Warriors because they mix the defense, they mix the three-point shots. But don't get it twisted. You know, as much as Steph Curry takes a, a lot of threes, a lot of threes, he gets the basket a lot. He draws fast. Um a, a, a guy that can create perky, jerky, crafty shots like former San Antonio Spur, uh, Tony Parker. And so when I look at that situation with, with, with the comments that, that, that uh, Greg Popovich, uh, coach of the San Antonio Spurs, made, I, I listened to it, but I also just think uh, he's just being a coach who's frustrated with his team itself. Like, you know, they lost uh, Manu, who retired, uh, Tony Parker went elsewhere, and Marcus Aldridge is the uh, is the leader of that team, along with uh, DeMar DeRozan. So, you know, I, I think um, Greg Popovich stated how he felt. Yeah, right now the Spurs are in the bottom of the West, and we're not used to seeing that <laughs> as they're right above the Suns. I think they'll mm-hmm. they'll get it together. They'll, I think they'll try and fight for the eighth spot, but I don't know how far they can go in this Western Conference right now. But we'll see. The, the NBA Rookie of the Year contest is like the rookie race, I'm sorry, is essentially becoming a two-player. <laughs> I think it's being two people. I think between Doncic and Aiton right now because Doncic came on the scene with the Dallas Mavericks and just a lot of people said he wasn't ready for NBA, NBA ready. But they forget he played in the, like arguably the second best league on the planet, like he played against grown men, and he came over here. He's doing the same thing. I'm, my my pick right now. I think I'm going with Doncic right now for Rookie of the Year. But Aiden and Aiden is coming along on his own also. Yeah, but I think Doncic is in a better position because you've got a a, a a Mavericks team that has beaten the Lakers and the Warriors, and they just get more national attention than say the the. Um, uh, the Suns, yeah. The Suns has Devin Booker. They have, you know, Jamal Crawford. They have uh, Trevor Reza. They have those pieces, but you know, they have Josh Jackson. But you know, I think that uh, NBA teams are checking more for uh, uh, Luka Doncic. I mean, they they played um, the Lakers last night and lost, and uh, but you know, Doncic is still in the conversation. Uh, and I think he's in a position where the Mavericks are preparing for post Dirk Nowitzki. Um, and I think he's in a good position to shine. Yeah, and it's also helping. So I think early in the season, gentlemen first, I'm sorry. 
Yeah, I'm sorry. Go ahead. You can go ahead. No, I was going to say just in a position where he's got room to shine and Dirk is coming off the bench. I like Luka Doncic as, as an MVP or excuse me, as an uh, NBA Rookie of the Year candidate early on. Yeah, I was about to say it's helping Doncic also because Dirk is hurt right now. So he's getting a lot more minutes than, than what people think he's supposed to get. So we'll see. The Washington Wizards are trying to get it together. I mean, right now they're like in the middle of the East, but they're like – I think they have a ceiling. I think their ceiling is like maybe like a five or six in the East because the East is only getting stronger right now. And right now, I think a tree, I don't know, I don't know if a tree will really help them right now, but if you break up Wall and Bill, I think you have to essentially get another all-star to go along with what you lose. I think they're in a situation right now um, where, you know, we felt uh, you've had anything from Dwight Howard controversy to Bradley Bill wanting out controversy to John Wall arguing uh, with Scott Brooks saying some unflattering things. Um, and I think that every week you see a team having different issues. I think that now with Dwight Howard being out potentially for two to three months, right. they get back to what uh, brought them to the big game. And uh, I think, you know, made the playoffs last season, but I just think that team is so talented. Just making it to the playoffs is not really um, impressive to me. You know, I remember talking to Kim Walker earlier in the season, and he told me uh, that, you know, I just want to make the playoffs. That's it. And he's done more than that. He's been uh, scoring in bunches and then propelling his team to a win. And I look at John Wall, and you, you, you'd expect the same thing. I think this season has – early in the season has been the year of, you know, combo guards who – are more blue collar getting their just due. And so you see Damian Lillard uh, playing his tail off. I hit 10 threes in a game the other night. Um, you know, you see John, uh, you see Kimba Walker uh, doing his thing. And you, you were hoping that, or I was hoping at least that Wall would be in a similar conversation. But um, I think that they got to get back to certain things um, that they've been lacking. But you know, Bradley Beal is a guy that, that definitely has rose the ranks in the last few years. He doesn't miss shooting wise. And I think that, um, if they can find a way to find to create a cohesive unit between Otto Porter, uh, John Wall, uh, Bradley Beal, and you know when and if John Wall comes back for the season, uh, that'll that'll definitely. I mean, John, Dwight Howard rather when 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 if Dwight Howard comes back, you know that's that's icing on the cake. But I, I definitely think that um looking at Dwight Howard, uh, I thought that he would be a, a key addition to that team the same way. Brooke Lopez has been for uh, the Milwaukee Bucks, and um, you know it's been more of a distraction for things off off the court than it has been uh, his contribution on the court, and that that's unfortunate. Definitely, and one thing they do have a good core, though. Like I said, Wall and Bill, either one can give you a good forty any given night. So they have the firepower offensively. They just have to get it together every other category on the board, around the board. But I think they'll be fine. We all know um, that the Sixers picked up Jimmy Butler. One player he essentially is going to replace is Markel Fultz. And some think that Markel Fultz isn't playing for the Sixers anymore because now he has a wrist issue to go with his shoulder issue that he had that you alluded to earlier. But a lot of people think it's like it's a mental mental thing with him and not just physical because ever since he came into the league, it's been like continuous controversy for him. But I think, I mean, he has so much flashes from from when he played um, University of Washington. This is, I think, I think he can get together with a fresh start. I mean, reports came out he wanted a fresh start, and then they were refuted, 
and no one said that he told Elton Brand or anything, anything. But I'm not sure if he's going to play for the Seals anymore. What's your take on that that part of Elton um, Markel Fultz? I think that Markel Fultz has you got to figure out what's wrong with him, and I think it starts with seeing specialists. Uh, multiple reports came out uh, yesterday that he will see some more specialists in that next week. Um, I think once those things uh, come into play, uh, I think then you'll be able to get a gauge of what's next. You know, there were rumors over the weekend that um, the Sixers and the Cleveland Cavaliers were in in discussions about uh, potentially shipping J.R. Smith uh, and Kyle Korver to the Sixers in exchange for Markel Fulton, maybe some other packages. And obviously Korver now a member of the uh, Utah Jazz. Uh, J.R. Smith wants out of Cleveland. So, you know, Philadelphia would be a good place for him. If they find the pieces, we'll see. but the Phoenix Suns uh, is a popular uh, theory, at least to the internet standards, that uh, that's where Markel Fultz will go. And if a move to Phoenix were to, to happen, I mean, he'd be able to build around a young team. It seems that uh, um, Philly and and, and uh, the Suns <clears throat> have found ways to uh, make trades in the past. Um, I didn't like the trade in the draft uh, on draft day uh, that brought Zaire Smith to the Philadelphia 76ers. It proved to be unfruitful. Um, but I do think um, that Markel Fultz, uh, at least from judging him from college, has something to offer. I had Jamal Crawford on the Scoopy Radio podcast over the summer. He talked about how you know Jim, I, he, as well as uh, Zion, excuse me, as well as Markel Fultz and and um, Zach Levine worked out over the summer. And uh, you know, I talked to Zach Levine a couple months ago. He said that he felt that Markel Fultz was ready this season and. Uh, it just seems that there's been some setbacks uh, with his shooting uh, touch, and, uh, with the free throw line, shooting pump fake free throws. I've never seen anything like it, but, you know, that's, that's his thing. That's his thing. But uh, really and truly, um, Jimmy Butler coming to Philadelphia uh, does take a lot of minutes from Markel and uh, kind of takes the focus away from Markel. But I, I feel like Jimmy Butler is a multiple all-star and has something to prove. Um, I think as much as people put so much credence on Markel Fault. The fact remains that Philadelphia upgraded, and I don't think they get that much credit, that much attention, because I think people want to pay so much other attention to what's going on with Markel Falls. Like the Sixers really improved. You got a Joel Embiid who, you know, is a, is is in the conversation for um, you know, MVP. Although I don't think that that's going to happen just because there's you know there's LeBron and his right. uh, Giannis Antetokounmpo. But you know, at the same time, you know, Ben Simmons. You see, the, I saw on your 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 Instagram page that. Uh, do the legs, <laughs> uh, assist from Ben Simmons to to, to Joel Embiid from the free throw from the excuse me from the three point line. What a time to be alive when a six ten uh, point guard is passing to a six eleven center. I know. Three. <laughs> it's you know, crazy. Man. Like we pay so much attention to Markel Fultz that you don't get to see the amazingness that is the Sixers this season. Man, they're really a fun team to watch. Yes, they are. Yes, they are. That's the process. The process is starting to pay off now. They got to give a shout out to Sam Hickey because he set this up for right now. He he, he created this future. <laughs> so. yeah, Sam Hickey created that future, and uh, Ryan Colangelo brought you Martel Fultz. How about those apples? Crazy, crazy. Shout out to the Sixers. Shout out to the Sixers. Uh, Brandon, thank you so much for joining me today, man. I like I love this interview. Thank you so much for giving me part of your time. You are you are connected into the league. That I'm sure there's nothing short of the hard work you've put in over the years. You are connected, man. You are connected, bro. <laughs> thank you, brother. Uh, I, I love the fact that not only can I talk about the league, I could be myself. And I think that that's a lost art these days where everybody's trying to be somebody else. You know, 
But I definitely think that, you know, there were there are people who paved the way for me. You know, you, you talked about Chris Broussard, you know, as a kid. I remember when I was in college, he took me to um, the ESP campus when he was there, you know, and, and I got a tour of the campus. And, you know, people like Stuart Scott, he took time with me early on. I remember when I was in, finished grad, excuse me, finished undergrad, ran into him at VH1. And, uh, you know, he and I just talked about my future and my plans and what I needed to do. And, you know, Stephen A. Smith here and there seeing him at different events. And even as a child, seeing him, it was over time, you know, connecting with right. people who, you know, even Peter Vassie, guy that, that's um, NBA and NBC legendary status, you know, taking time with me. And just, you, know, you, you don't forget those things. And, you know, I think in order to move forward, you, you got to pay homage to those who did it before you. So I'm thankful to be in the position I'm in and glad to be myself on your show as well. Glad to have you on. Like we had, yeah, Christmas Hart was on the show a while ago. He's trying to get you back on now. A lot of knowledge. That was a good interview with him. A lot of knowledge. Like you said, it's about networking. It's about networking, man. It's about networking. Brandon, I'll definitely talk to you again. Hopefully you can do this again another time. Thank you so much for your time. My man, enjoy the rest of your day. You too. Radio. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.